It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Vegas says, hey, Bill, college football is over. Baseball 36 days away. Let's play two. Time for an Augie drop. And we dropped Augie yesterday. Yeah, he, he got um, – Augie got played an hour or two. He gets played every Monday. We'll get some more. Yeah, we'll get some more. Sid on the Emerald Coast. Bill, Michigan gave up 33 points in the playoffs. I guess defense does win championships. Too bad we didn't get a chance to see the other team that was peaking at the right time. Go Knowles 2024. Got a message from the Brunswick, Georgia. St. Simons, Georgia area, lovely part of the country, says Bill, and this is Danny in St. Simons. Bill, tell Danny that double natty Danny from St. Simons said congratulations. Because Wolverine Dan came on earlier and said, I'm going to change my name. He said, I think I'm going to keep it for a year. Call me Natty Danny. Wolverine Dan. And then Georgia Dog and some others said, no, 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 no. Danny in New York City, who's a big Michigan fan, should be Natty Danny. Now Danny in St. Simons says, well, hey, guys, I will batter you. I'm double Natty Danny. And you were very close to triple Natty Danny, I think. I do. I do. Yeah, Danny is the one who is um, in the banking business, whose CEO gave that Pappy's 23 to Stetson Bennett after the first national championship. Yeah. They don't make a Pappy's 25 or a Pappy's 250. The biggest number is 23, I believe. I don't know. You guys can correct me on that. I could easily be wrong. And he had one waiting just for that moment 
and uh, handed it to Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, I'm guessing, did not know the difference between that bottle and a bottle of early times. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, it does, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. 1946 Oil Bowl on Twitter. Talking about Griff. Now, Griff was on earlier with us, took some shots at the officiating, took some shots at Vanderbilt, said, talking about the transfer from UNLV, who's a very good quarterback, was a waste of time. 1946 Oil Bowl tweets, Bill, Griff gets his scoops from the Georgia School newspaper. He's an awful beat writer and knows nothing that's really going on. Little shot there at uh, at Griff. Ags and Strohs on the lovely Texas Gulf Coast. Bill, check out Elko, as in Mike Elko, A&M. He's been busy this week. Landed two commitments during the game last night. And here's a listing. In the span of 104 hours, A&M landed in the, I believe these are all portal, right? Armage Reed Adams, he's the Kansas offensive lineman. Tennessee brought in and really wanted. Elijah Alston, Cassius Howell, Dorian Hinton, Scooby Williams, from Florida, Donovan Sanders, Marcus Ratliff, or Ratcliffe, I should say, Jaden Hill, B.J. Mays, you can go on and on and on. Yeah, they have absolutely wreaked havoc. And I do think Elko does a good job. Now, I do want to say I've thought several A&M hires through the years would do well. I thought Coach Fran would do well there. Yes, I thought Dennis Franchoni, who did a very good job in his brief time at Alabama, would do a good job at A&M, and it did not work out. I thought Jimbo would do a good job there. I think we just saw what happened. But I, I do. I like Elko. I do. I like Mike Elko and – I, I did not know Mike until he started rising at Wake Forest. I did not know him way back, but I've always been a fan of his, and I think there's a good chance he gets things going there. I really do. I really do. Right a Buckeye in Texas, Bill. You guys didn't watch the Ohio State-Clemson game. The reversed fumble scoop score definitely changed the outcome of the game. I just, but again, even when there's a moment that clearly, it appears consensus-wise, is a bad call, and one team gets penalized, literally, because of this, it just doesn't weigh on me. I can't tell you why I'm wired like that. It just now I 
will come on the show, and if it's that bad, I'll talk about it and critique it. But it doesn't possess me. Does that make sense? It just doesn't. I've seen moments where I picked a game, and if I pick a game, obviously I want to be right, and the team loses and it's a bad call, okay, I get over it in about five seconds. Josh wants to know, Bill, would Urban do well at A&M? I think he would. First of all, he would recruit like all get out. And Urban is very good at putting the pieces together. Oh, I think he'd do well. Now, would it be a brief run there and then he flames out a little bit? Maybe. That's kind of the script for him. But, oh, I think he would. What would be missing other than a history of winning big? What's missing at A&M? Nothing. Whoever's in charge at any moment in time at A&M can get up every day and have allocated as much money for anything, any need, as any program on this planet Earth. And doesn't have to fight somebody in the administration to get it. I'm telling you, if A&M gets a football coach who wins and maintains it, that guy could ask for a piece of Cabo and they'd give it to him. They'd figure out a way to get it for him. Here's what I need. All this winning that I'm doing at A&M that's never been done, I want a slice of Cabo. They'd figure it out. Does this stretch of combo, will that do you, Coach? Yeah, that'll, that'll work for now. I may ask for more next time. There is nothing, there is nothing resource-wise you do not have at A&M. Whatever it costs, they will do it. Now, now again, you better be, you better be giving them an ROI. You better be showing you're worthy. But if you're there and they like you and you are winning, you're producing, there is no place on the planet that would be happy to reward you than A&M. If, if, you, if you were winning at A&M and you said, here's a 100% must, my contract needs to read that I'm the highest paid college football coach. Heck, you could, you could probably say highest-paid coach, period. I don't care what they're making in the NFL. You could probably try that. And it wouldn't matter. Al Dog down in Peachtree City. Bill, who takes over for Michigan when Harbaugh goes to the NFL in a couple of days? Sharon Moore, Michigan offensive coordinator. Jesse Mentor, Michigan defensive coordinator. Brian Kelly or somebody else. I don't think – I think the Brian Kelly thing was somebody just playing around. I don't I don't believe that at all. I think they probably elevate Sharon Moore. If, if Sharon Moore is the guy they want running it, the six games where Harbaugh was not available due to suspension, then that's their guy on the staff. I don't think you would have Sharon Moore as the coach – 
when Harbaugh's not available, and then now when it's time to name the head guy, you name Jesse Mentor. Now, I think Jesse Mentor's done a fantastic job. That's not a knock on him. It would just seem odd. I think the team, and I'm not a big fan of the team gets to vote on and decide who the coach is going to be. I, I, I don't like that at all. But I do think that the locker room is absolutely Sharon Moore. Let me also remind you, and I'm not making a prediction, but if they do elevate Sharon Moore, just because you did a good job as the interim doesn't mean you're a really good coach as now the in-place permanent head coach. Nothing's permanent. You know what I mean. Doesn't necessarily mean that. That means the entire year, year after calendar year, everything stops at your desk. That's a different gig. Not saying he wouldn't do well, but that's a different gig than just, okay, now on Saturday I'm the guy. Catch. Oh, love talking to him. Catch when we come back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. It continues to run a little bit slow at times over here on 65 southbound right at Trinity Lane. All that traffic trying to get down from Madison right now uh, headed into town. Traffic's been heavy and it still is on Vietnam. That's coming through Hendersonville going westbound all the way up to uh, Conference Drive. Still a lot of volume up from uh, Rutherford County as well. 24 wants to slow down around Haywood Lane on 24 West all the way up to Harding Place. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. Check them out online today at Princess hotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck. With and now, the traffic. fine folks at Maximum Power Electric are reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Please visit USO.org and locate military care packages to see how you could help make a difference today. This message is brought to you by Maximum Power Electric. For residential or commercial electrical installations or repairs, give the pros a call today at 615-840-2426. 615-840-2426. That's Maximum Power Electric. Proudly saluting our our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain 
better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. While working, he eats kale and pets a cat. Bill King is a multitasker. With us on this Tuesday edition, catch Texas fans have two choices. They can broaden out the scope and understand this was a heck of a year for Sark heading into the SEC, or they can stress over what could have been. Which one is it? I mean, I think today it's both, but I think in general, everybody understands that this was a pretty incredible season for the Longhorns. And, you know, as they get ready to go into the SEC, there's so much more confidence that they're ready for a move than they certainly would have been in the years past. So I think from a big picture standpoint, Longhorn fans get it. But look, it was hard to watch the game last night and see Michael Penix not look like Dan Marino and his pump. Uh, and, and, and also watching a Michigan team that did the types of things offensively that Texas could have done running the football. And I think there's, you know, I think, after, I think this morning Texas fans wake up wondering why they didn't do what Michigan did offensively and how different that semifinal game would have been had they done so. How do Texas fans feel now knowing Next time they play football, real game, they're in the SEC. They're pumped about it. Like, I mean, this is, you know, for a Texas fan base that didn't know the team was going to be as good as it was this season, that's been the calling card. That's been the thing that's given them hope. There's a real excitement about this. And, you know, on a 1-10 to scale of excitement, they're at about a 12. I mean, they, you know, there was a picture that emerged from the weekend of, a, a portal guy, C.J. Daniels, from Liberty, who was in on his visit. 
and the Longhorns have already changed the uniforms and put the SEC patch on the right shoulder. Wow. So the, the football program's wasting no time. It, it's mine. It's in the SEC right now. Also, have they taken time to look at the league just one through eight? You can go one through 16, but you go one through eight with Georgia, Bama, Texas, Ole Miss has probably got their best team on paper that I can remember ever. And the way Missouri's playing, LSU, uh, Tennessee, I'm leaving some, uh, Oklahoma, it's crazy. No, it's a strong league. And, look, I think the thing that gives Texas confidence is that, you know, they did go into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama. So I think they feel like that was probably their real intro into the SEC. You know, they, they – Texas fans, players, coaches, I think they feel like, you know, they're one of those. If we're talking to a Florida fan, if we're talking to a Tennessee fan, you say the same thing. Man, look at the top eight next year, and it's Georgia, Alabama, Texas, Ole Miss. I mean, it's going to be a bear of a league for everybody. And then it comes down to, I think, as much as anything, who's on your schedule? Where are they playing on your schedule? Um and I, I, I think that you're going to see there are going to be SEC teams with three losses that are right on the cusp of the top 12 next year. But if you finish with two or you finish with one or you're undefeated, you're in. You're in the top 12. I'm fascinated by how long it will take for such a strong league to be able to get a 9-3 and three team into the top 12. It'll be a discussion at, certainly as soon as next season. You'll have the best SEC team at 9-3, and three, and all three of their losses may be to teams in the playoff, and there will be a lot of conversation about should a 9-3 and three SEC team get in over a 10-2 and two, or even maybe even like an 11-1 and one team from the Big 12, kind of depending on what the total resume looks like. It really is just going to come down to you're going to have to win some, some games that matter, and you can't lose all the ones that do matter. But I think from a Texas standpoint – there's a lot of confidence that, by and large, they proved to be kind of ready for a big step up this season. But now they got to do it again. They lose a lot off of this team that has to be replaced. You know, you're losing basically your, your entire wide receiver unit. You're losing – the real strength of your team was the defensive tackle position. Murphy and Sweat are both gone. Jalen Ford is gone at linebacker. You know, you, you have to do a, a whole secondary – Rehaul, I think that, or overhaul, uh, I think, you know, I think there's some realistic expectations that the type of season they had this year will be kind of tough to pull off. They're at Michigan week two, Georgia at home. You know, the schedule is 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 loaded. And, and, and anytime they play A&M in Arkansas, those games will be played at a higher level of competition and intensity and I think most of the games those two schools play. So, you know, Texas is going to go from playing a couple of games a year that really matter to playing seven that really matter. And that will be the, ju- the adjustment that they either make or don't make that will define what happens in their first season in the SEC. There are fewer Texas Techs. There are fewer uh, Iowa States on the schedule next year. And – you know, they've, they've got to prove that they can do more than just go to Tuscaloosa and win once. Catch just pointed out, I was about to say it too, funny. 
Week two, it's Texas in Ann Arbor. But, catch, down on the schedule in late October, back in the Rivals radio days when you would come to town and come in the booth, do some radio with me, 15 years ago, whenever it was, somebody told you in the 2020s, you'll be coming to Nashville, but it's Texas playing Vanderbilt in a league game. <laughs> I mean, huh? all I can do is laugh. The thing is, Bill, you got to know that as recent as like five or ten years ago, I think the University of Texas as an institution was still kind of thumbing their nose just at the SEC in general. That right. The thing that helped them sleep at night was to say, well, we do it right, and at least we're not dirty, and at least we're not doing the things that take place in the SEC. And now five or ten years later – You've got NIL. You've got Texas essentially operating like an SEC football team. That's part of how they were able to be what they were this season, is that they built themselves in the mode of what they thought an SEC team would look like. Um, And I think operationally, that's who they are now. But I think that the identity 10 years ago or five years ago was the anti-SEC. So that we're talking about Texas – playing Vanderbilt next season in addition to the other games is I just I wouldn't have believed it to be possible as of even just a couple of years ago but there's a new leadership in at UT and they care very much about sports and they just had enough of the Big 12 they didn't want any part of that moving forward and there was really only You know, you could make an argument that there were two places you could go. You could go to the SEC or you could go to the Big Ten. And I think this group of leadership was much more interested in the – their their ideology is just completely different than the powers that – and no pun intended because there was a a school president named Bill Powers who – you never would have thought that Texas and the SEC would happen under his watch. But this new leadership – uh, led by Kevin Eltife, who's head of the Board of Regents, um, they're down. And the fan base is so, for all of the crap that they talk about the SEC and impropriety and cheating and the lack of academic standards, boy, once they got the opportunity, Texas rushed to the table to say yes as soon as humanly possible, and here we are. And it is laughable, like – you know, this this isn't like a long time ago. This is just a handful of years ago. But I'm telling you, man, like Texas fans at the Big 12 championship game, you knew they were going to do it, and they did. They chanted SEC. This is a fan base that is every time they see anything on social media with an SEC logo, it's like a Kardashian thirst trap. Like they just – the drool starts coming out of the mouth. The anticipa- anticipation – starts to pick up um it's exciting but it's also there's if you can't laugh at yourself a little bit what are we doing and i think i think you know there's reason to kind of chuckle a little bit at just how much texas is ready to be in this league that reminds me i remember 15 years ago maybe more bobby burton telling me there's no way 
that Texas would ever join the SEC. It's academically not compatible, which at the time was true. You just talked about it and elaborated on it, but it was true. It's just not the way they feel anymore. Well, they just stopped caring. Yeah. Like, that's that's the deal. Again, the leadership at Texas right now is very pro-athletics. And the leadership that used to exist 10 years ago, and this, this is God's honest truth, they were afraid to they, – they never would pay a coach the most money in the country. And I was always told one of the things they, they flinched at was the idea that they would go sit in an academic meeting with the Stanfords of the world and have to, like, defend itself against being on the front foot of, you know, salaries and money and, oh, my God, the old guard and the idea of, Texas kind of emerging as an NIL superpower, they'd have fainted. They'd have clutched their pearls, and they would have fainted. The new group, um, led by, again, Kevin Eltive, former mayor of Tyler, Texas, um, he's got real political chops. He knows how to run things, manage things, lead things, direct things. He's the unofficial guy in charge, not the school president not uh, the athletic director, but what Texas has done is those guys don't look at L-Type as somebody they have to compete with. What's really helped Texas, and for all of the discussion back in the day of, like, rogue boosters and, you know, who's in charge and there's too many cooks in the kitchen, L-Type leads, and both the school president and the AD follow his lead. They're completely in unison in lockstep. And his thirst to win is one of the big reasons why Texas is where they are. And he now has a school president uh, and an athletic director that will follow his lead wherever he goes. And look, when Tom Herman got fired, that was not a Chris Del Conte AD initiative. I think he would have brought Del Conte or Herman back because his guys that I think he would have had the most interest in, the timing wasn't worked. Del Conte's got a great relationship with James Franklin, but Penn State had a bad year. Um, he has great relationships with other coaches. You know, they trial ballooned uh, the guy at Oregon at the time, who's now at Miami, and I'm just names. I'm having a, a brain malfunction right now. Mario the, Cristobal. The week they, yes, they, they, they trial ballooned Cristobal, and the week that they did that, he lost to Oregon State. So it looked like, oh, we don't have any candidates. And L-Type said, no, 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 we're not bringing Tom Herman back. Put out a press release that is incredibly vague. And within two weeks, Tom Herman was gone and Steve Sarkeesian was, was in. And that's all L-Type. I mean, in fact, last year when TCU was on its, row, uh, on its run to the playoff, an article came out, a couple of articles, but one of the Austin American Statesman, that floated out, hey, Steve Sarkeesian wasn't Chris Del Conte's guy. Instead, Sonny Dykes was. Well, we didn't see a lot of those articles this year, but when Sarkeesian was um, struggling a little bit, you know, I think there were some people who were kind of hands-off with regards to whose responsibility was this. It was L-Type. He's responsible for Sarkeesian. And I think a lot of Texas fans know he's the guy that behind the scenes is, is the guy leading the charge. And I think he gets a lot of credit right now for the state uh, of the program, both going to the SEC and being in the playoffs this year. 
quick question. I know you like Will Howard. What's it going to look like at Ohio State with Will Howard at quarterback and Quenchon Judkins at tailback? I'm, I do like Will Howard. Is he Ohio State good? Like, that's that's the thing. I, I can like a guy, yeah. and do I think he, he's ready to be the quarterback at a program where the expectations are, A, beat Michigan, for God's sakes, but B, be in the national championship contention. Ohio State has been replaced by Michigan. Are they ready? I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to say that. But Michigan's going to be down next year. Who the hell even knows if Harbaugh is returning? When Texas goes to Michigan week two, that should be a completely different Michigan. I mean, is McCarthy going to be around? How much overhaul? You, you know how it is, Bill. When teams win championships – players go pro and how much of Michigan from last night is on the field next year may determine a Texas and what happens in week two. uh, Cause I think Texas is going to be a top 10 level team. It helps that they've got their quarterback back and he should take the next step. Although he hasn't announced a decision yet. The overwhelming expectations is that Quinn Ewers will be back. Um, It's going to be fun, Bill. I get to talk to you more. I I, I can't wait. (laughs) Catch. Talk to you soon, sir. Appreciate it, man. Happy Happy New Year, my man. We'll talk soon. Jeff Ketchum. Oh, Catch is good. We may have to have him with you. I haven't done it yet. Trying to give a man his freedom, you know? Yeah, he's really good. You folks will love Catch. You already do. We'll get the break here coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. They're still in the clearing stages of this accident in uh, south of Nashville. It's going to be in Franklin on 65 northbound just past McEwen. It's got traffic really slow through this section of Williamson County as we look at it live right now. Trying to move the vehicles over to the side. 65 going northbound again just past McEwen is just crawling along up through Franklin. Still heavy traffic on 40 coming through Kingston Springs this morning going 40 eastbound. Keep that in mind if you're coming in from Dixon County. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is catering. Check them out online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. 
Often there are limited resources to get food and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much by Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. And now Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts should never go unnoticed. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air, proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. These are necessary pains that this football team needs to go through for the betterment of the long-term future. This team needs to get younger. This team needs to change directions. Total, complete makeover. I don't think it needs to patch up. I think it needs to burn down to the studs and start over. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. all there is to know about Johnny Five Star, and now you can too. It's Bill King. Phone Broadnacks. Bill, did I just hear you catch, say, Kardashian thirst trap you did you did the catch is fantastic we'll have him back of course he's been on this show for the last dating back to rivals radio i don't know how many of you go back that far with me that'd be circa oh four Now, some of you go back well before that. You picked me up maybe in the late 80s, but Rivals Radio was the first true national flavor for this show. Ken in Middle Georgia. Bill, will Michigan still be in the hunt after this season? Will it reload after losing talent to the draft? Will it end up being like 19 LSU, which eventually went, to five and five and six and seven the following years. I don't think it'll be like LSU because it's well coached. LSU was one of the very rare needle in a haystack examples of, yes, that much talent can overcome a bad head coach. Now, the other angle there is they had two really good coordinators. Two very good coordinators. And that made a big difference, too. But, yes, it precipitously fell off the planet. Back then, we had a flat earth because LSU fell right off the flat earth into the abyss. 
for a brief amount of time. Brian Kelly's um, mending that, I think. I think he's made moves on that defense. I think he'll do a good job as he continues there. Topwater Assassin. Bill, if Texas beats Michigan next year, do you think they will chant SEC? If Clemson ever gets in the SEC, I'll be very disappointed if we ever chant that. Oh, I think fans will. Yeah, fans fans don't think any other way than I'm a fan and I'm going to chant my league. Happy to be in that league. Yeah, happy to be in that league. Oh, I have a uh, – remind me after the break. I've got a story about – you know how we talk about cooking and smoking and meaning smoking meat, not – Smoking. Josh talks about smoking various things, but no uh, smoking brisket and ribs and all that kind of stuff. I've got a story for you. And the story is what I've gone through with mine recently and uh, the end of the story. Hopefully it's the end of the story. But it's a lesson because you will have to go through this at some point yourself. Yeah, you'll have to as well. You'll have to go through this if you keep one long enough. I bought mine in October of 18. So this October will be six years, and you're going to have some malfunctions once you get that far down the line. So I've got a story for you, a very good story for you regarding that, but we'll do it. After the break, that's coming up Friday. We will be on the road. We'll be at the Omni. It's usually going to be the first Friday of every month because of scheduling and conflicts, etc. We had to move it to this Friday. And we'll be in the half note. Usually, we're at the very end of the building where kitchen notes is. They call that the quarter note. We'll be in the half note, which is just on the other side of the breakfast bar area. Coach Pete's going to come by. We'll have all the guests on. We always do. Ole Miss Evie will be with us. Kevin Hagan. And also all the gambling with Brad. Brad Powers. That'll be Friday as we travel for the show. The summer commitments. Might as well plug that Georgia dog. Tom and Myrtle Beach. Back 12 Dave. Everybody that's involved with that. They're going to be your go-to folks, but they have planned on May 2nd through the 4th. That's the first Thursday of May, and it goes all the way through Saturday. A lot of people will get there Thursday, Friday, and then leave on Sunday. I think we may leave on Monday if, if we've got our plans down pat and everything, but that's a really good event. I encourage you to go. They have a golf get-together, which is going to be, I think Georgia Dog's trying to get it to where it's on Saturday. I don't know that he's gotten that uh, technically approved yet, but that's what he's trying to get done. Josh is going to get married down there, I believe, on that Thursday. And anybody that's there, that's part of commitments, it's going to be right there on the beach. Georgia Dog is going to be the person who is the – Presenter, what do you what do you call the person who is the uh, the head of the marriage proceedings? 
What's that called? What do they call it? What did you say, Patton? The officiant. Is that what they call <laughs> See, Patton, you're about to get married, aren't you? Well, when are you get? You're getting married in June? June 1st. My, uh, my grandfather's doing it. That's the only reason why I know what to call him. <laughs> and that is, uh, are you doing it here in town? Uh, doing it in Gatlinburg. Uh, here in Nashville, it's out of my tax bracket, Bill. Oh, so you're going to Gatlinburg? That's not bad, though. Yep. Codby Cadman maybe show up with, with some dickle? Yeah, the, invite, the invite's in the mail. I don't know if he's coming or not. Now, wait a minute. You went to Donaldson Christian. If he if he showed up with a bottle of dickle, would that go over well? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Probably not. It, it, it'd have to be in a Gatorade <laughs> bottle or something. To... Uh, see, I got married in the Catholic Church, so the priest, after it was over, was drinking wine. Yeah, it was all good. It was all good. All right, we'll get the break. One more break here. Yeah, I'll give you my uh, smoker story. Because you're going to have to do this at some point. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. They're still in the clearing stages of this accident in uh, south of Nashville. It's going to be in Franklin on 65 northbound just past McEwen. It's got traffic really slow through this section of Williamson County as we look at it live right now. Trying to move the vehicles over to the side. 65 going northbound again just past McEwen is just crawling along up through Franklin. Still heavy traffic on 40 coming through Kingston Springs this morning going 40 eastbound. Keep that in mind if you're coming in from Dixon County. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is catering. Check them out online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. And now for today's winning Cash 3 and Cash 4 numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash 3 and Cash 4, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. 
This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. 17-1 and one in SEC play. And win the SEC tournament. They would still get left out if they didn't win the SEC tournament. You're right. If they got to the championship game and lost in triple overtime, they'd it still is be over. out. They're playing, they're playing for the NIT. It's sad that we're talking about this. It's not even Christmas. We already know the fate of Vanderbilt right. basketball. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Number one college sports show on the planet, The Bill King Show. Danny in New York City. Feeling euphoria this morning, he says. The culture, selflessness, physicality, and execution. So much fun to watch this season. What a swan song for Harbaugh at Michigan. Go blue. Good for Danny. And well-earned by Michigan. My story actually involves, uh, heck, Danny's in this story. I've been having trouble with my Rectech, my smoker. And it was fluctuating temperatures. And I thought, okay, we'll clean it better. Cheap pellets. Finally, Danny, hearing me, few weeks back said, Bill, you probably need to change out your igniter rod. He said, I've had to do it. I thought about it, and I said, okay, I'll do it. So I ordered one. I'd forgotten I'm still under warranty. I could have gotten it free, but I ordered one. And Brandon and I installed it. It worked... (sighs) It was a little sluggish, but it worked. And we cooked that day for a couple of hours. Didn't think anything of it. New igniter rod. Next day we go to cook, and uh, we can't get it going. It won't get past about 60. And I was reading to where they said, well, you know, if your igniter rod is not working or something's malfunctioning, put a little bit of paper in the pot to get a fire going, get those pellets hot, then turn it on, and the um, igniter rod actually will kick in. I had never heard of that. So I did it, and it worked. And we smoked ribs that way over the weekend. But I'm still conflicted because I think I don't want to have to do that every time. I don't want to have to rig it every time. I want it to work. I called Rectech. It's been a while. I think they were probably surprised. <laughs> and... uh We talked about it, went through some troubleshooting, sent them some pictures. Turns out that the placement of the rod in the fire pot was too far back. And actually, that was my fault because Brandon tried to have it up closer to where the opening is in the pot. And I said, no, that's too close. Back it up some. He was right. I sent a picture of it, and the nice gentleman said, that is too recessed. You need to 
poke that out a little bit further. I did it, and yesterday it cranked up. I turned it on. I looked at it for about a minute as it was getting ready. Five minutes later, I went out there. It's almost on 400. I think that fixed it, and that last error that last error was mine. Brandon was the one that had it in the right place there. If you do have to, and eventually you're going to have to replace your igniter rod, it's not hard. It's not a long fix. It's about a 15-minute fix if you've got all your stuff in place, your, your tools and everything. You need an Allen wrench, things like that. But but it's not a big deal. And you just need to make sure that those wires, when you reroute it, do not get next to the blower. Do not obstruct the blower or the propellers back there. There's two sets of propellers. One that is kind of on the ceiling underneath and then one that sticks out from the back, kind of like a, uh, a boat motor would look. And you don't need those wires at all obstructing there because all kinds of havoc will happen. That's something you have to watch out for. But other than that, it's a pretty easy fix. And uh, so I think we're good. I could go out there today and crank it. It's not working well. But anyways, no cab said, Bill, I got a Blackstone because you guys were talking about it on the show, but I haven't used it yet. I got mine because of Georgia dog talking about it and sending me instructions and stuff. And actually, I got mine because Brandon decided to get it for me for Christmas, but my interest level. So I've got, I've got, I've, I got plenty of toys out there to play with. Yeah, I've got plenty of toys out there to play with. No, 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 Jim in uh, Jupiter. Yeah, Jim in Jupiter. Also got one. Yeah, he also got one. Okay, tomorrow, Blake Rafino will be with us. Brett Ciancia will check in as well. And I might try Jay Book this week. I know we had him last week, but with the news, they've got Will Howard a couple days old, Quinchon Judkins that started coming out Sunday on that visit. Things to talk about right now. Yeah, things to talk about right now. During recruiting, I'm sure like most, a lot of people didn't even know who Quinchon Judkins was. He was barely ranked a top 500 player. Everybody knows who he is now. That's all I know. Yeah, everybody knows who he is right now and uh, has announced, I guess, overnight that he's going to be a Buckeye. Interesting news. Blake Rafino, Brett Ciancia, and maybe sometime, maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday, I've not tried him yet. Maybe J-Bo, we can get him back to talk some Buckeyes and the Big Ten, etc. Congratulations to Michigan, Danny in New York, Natty Danny down in the Rocket City, Larry over North Carolina, Clyde in Detroit, there's many more. If I'm skipping you, I apologize. Tabs up in Chicago, Tabs quit the show, but congratulations to Tabs, she's a big Michigan fan. Deserve it. They earned it, man. Lodgebob.